You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Jenna from HDO on to talk about the recent in-person HDO Congress that happened in Glasgow, Scotland, um, and apparently it was a wonderful event, and Jenna's going to share some highlights with us. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jenna. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I feel like I need to have some bagpipes playing in the background when we do this introduction because I swear coming back from Scotland for so long, I have developed really bad accents uh, from <laughs> from the Scottish accent. So I feel like we need to have the bagpipes to really make I'd it well-rounded. I, I got to find some bagpipes that can play now. Yeah. That's awesome. I should do that. <laughs> so, so let's no, talk about... Yeah, let's talk about um let's talk about Scotland. Let's talk about the um HDO Congress and how that went. It was such a tremendous weekend and so needed in the community. Um if we think about when this event was originally planned, it was supposed to happen in May of 2020 and then the world exploded. And there were so many people who were looking forward to attending, who needed to have that camaraderie. And then of course, the isolation for everybody because of the pandemic just was absolutely terrible, especially for the HD community. So to come in person and finally, to be able to welcome the scholarship recipients from 2020. We had 60 new scholarship recipients this year, plus all of the different partnered organizations who sent people and supported people, um, industry folks, scientists, association partners, like all to have everybody come in and just to be able to celebrate and hug and regroup. It was absolutely powerful um, and absolutely needed for people in this community to understand that they're not alone. Yeah, that's awesome having that huge group. You guys had what, 300 people? We had officially 337 people um, registered for the event, which our goal was 300. And it was really exciting to be able to exceed that and um, we were able to get people through the door um, as they came in that morning, even if they if they found out about it and they were local and hadn't registered. And I think one of the one of the kind of small community feelings was the fact that um, I was chatting with our group who were recording, who were videoing the different sessions for us because we we're going to post those on YouTube afterwards so um, we can translate them and then also people can view them as much as many times as they as they'd like to you do, you don't have to have registered for the event for those videos but when we were chatting with them um, back in January come to find out that they had recently interviewed someone in Scotland this young man Sean 
who was diagnosed with juvenile onset HD while serving in the military. Um, and they had done a piece on him. So just from that, like happenstance of that relationship, we were able to have Sean and his officers come in and attend the sessions during Congress. So it, it just was amazing that the connection community feels small and tight knit, but then you have all of these outside folks who help to bring people in for the betterment of their own needs. And so, and now Sean's going to be an ambassador and it was his first HD event. And um, so it was really exciting to get to see those connections made um, as well as get to see some familiar faces who um, have participated in camps prior or in other events um, and to come full circle to have them attend and, and get to meet people from across the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I actually had somebody tell me like it was it's just surprising to see um, how there's not a lot of support in other countries and then just getting to meet people from the other countries and realizing they don't have what we necessarily have here in the U.S. Um, so I, I find that very interesting. Did you see a lot of people like mixing groups or did you see like they kind of stay with their their own countries? No, I really feel that people wanted to get to know everybody else. So um, we had represent, we had attendees from all six inhabited continents. Um, so we had people from the Middle East, we had people from Africa, um, Europe, UK, US, Latin America, um, and Australia. So it was, it was, I think, important for them to be able to one, get to meet people locally that maybe they haven't before or in their own countries, but then two, to be able to meet people from across the globe um, because they can provide that level of support by just sharing their stories. And so if you have someone in a country where culturally it's not acceptable to talk about Huntington's disease or even people who maybe live in a, in a country where there are resources, but for their family structure sake, they don't feel comfortable talking about it inside their own family. They have the ability to share their stories and to show that support. And what we saw was that a lot of these people who, um, who maybe didn't have uh, the familial support within their family structure or couldn't even speak outright about it finally got to, and they did it in an environment where they didn't even have to define what Huntington's disease was. And you saw people for the, you know, the best of the word overwhelmed by the support um, because there were this mass group of people who just got it. So they could just be themselves and share their stories. And people did want to go across country lines to, to make those connections. Um, and you know, our hopes for the next time is to even have more representation um, from multiple country, from from all different continents, to even expand it further. So I think this was a great first step um, in bringing the international community together. Yeah. Um, what type of sessions did you guys have? Like, did you have a focus on taboo topics? Did you have like one hundred and one, like the HD one hundred and one stuff, or anything like that? We had. Um, we tried to make this for the, the, page, the, the community, the family members there. Um, so we twisted a little bit and made this really more their focused event and what they wanted 
what we've been told that they really needed, especially during these times. We relied heavily on our ambassadors to provide their um, perspectives on sessions that would be helpful, as well as um, our board and our um, we had different committees set up for the event itself. So um, we did some of those traditional things like what is Huntington's disease, because that's really important, I think, for um, we had some young investigators participating and people who were newer to the community who maybe hadn't had the opportunity to learn about that. But a lot of our sessions were told from the perspective of the community for the community. So we had um, a series of dueling perspectives where we had um, the first half hour, um, we interviewed a daughter, a sibling, and a partner. And then the second half hour, we had the father, the other sibling, and the other partner answer the same questions. So then that way you could see the um, how you know seemingly to the outside eye, when you're affected, impacted by a disease, it seems like people would have the same experience when in reality, that's very untrue. And so it was important to hear how it affects people individually, even within the same family nucleus. And um, so that was really impactful. We had a series of different mental health sessions about coping, um, about uh, managing grief and the fact that grief, grief comes in so many different forms. It could be grieving the loss of a friendship who doesn't understand, grieving the loss of a, a parent's abilities, not just if the, the parent has passed or, you know, all grieving the life that's changing because of, of how Huntington's disease is impacting people. And I think that that's really an important thing for people to cover. And then we also did things about survivor's guilt. We often don't hear about the journeys of people who have tested negative. Um, and so it's important to understand how we can support them um, and then we have things like social media, what's it like to be on social media and some of the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with that and how to protect yourself. And then we had our scientific sessions, which really talked about the science behind the trials, which is so important because as our community becomes better educated and empowered to think about, you know, should I participate in a clinical trial? what is happening in the world of science. It's important that they understand the basics of what's going on, not just about where people are recruiting. That's also important, but also about what, what does it mean to talk about DNA splicing and gene therapy and, um, and, and you know, different modifiers. And so it's really important to break that down. So I think it was a really unique session with the or conference because the sessions were so community focused and it was, amazing to get to watch our ambassadors serve on all the, a lot of these panels too, because it's a great opportunity for them to have a stake in, in the success of this event and to grow in their own leadership skills and advocacy. That's awesome. Um, I love hearing about all of that, especially going into the research behind all of it. Um, are these sessions going to be shared online? Are you going to be putting them up? Yep. Okay. Yep, we're going to put them on YouTube. We I just actually got to see the first drafts of some of them today. So that was really exciting. Um, and so we're going to put them on YouTube. As soon as we get them, um, we're going to uh, translate them too. So people across the globe can, um, can have closed captions in their own languages, which is really important. Um, and it also allows people who attended Congress but couldn't attend all the sessions to get to go back and look at those sessions or even just review some of the tips um, especially around things like self-care and those things that we need to constantly be reminded about um, each and every day. Awesome. And um, 
you probably haven't started thinking about it, but I figure I'll ask. Have you thought about for next Congress, like uh, when and where that will be? So our plan is, is to do this every other year. Um, so now that we're kind of, we're in the process of finalizing and looking at evaluations. So if you attended Congress, please complete the survey so we can understand your experiences because that will help develop the next round. Um, so we're looking into it. So, um, that would be 2025. Um, and we're kind of looking at where it makes sense to host. Do we go back to the UK? Is it in Europe, US? So we're kind of taking a look at um, all of those different avenues. Um, it would be helpful if the flights got cheaper so we could send more people. So that's some of those logistical things on access um, are really going to come into play for that. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed that flights get cheaper because, man, they are ridiculous right now. It was tough. <laughs> is <laughs> trying to make sure because we wanted to send as many people with the scholarship money as possible. And uh, yeah, we had to get pretty creative on flights for some folks. Yeah, well, not only that, um, everybody pretty much knows, like, if, if you're on my Facebook, you know, my my problem with passport, yeah. but um, all of the passport services right now are backed up. So I'm assuming visa stuff is backed up as well, which makes it very complicated. So um, hopefully once you know where it's going to be for the next one, everybody can start planning then and be prepared yeah. um, if they're planning on going to it. Well, just the backlog of yeah. people now feeling more comfortable to travel. Um, and it really has, it, it was a, a reminder of the lack of awareness of Huntington's disease too, with some of these passport and visa challenges that we had. Um, we had someone who was looking for a passport and um, we wrote a letter because their response was, well, if you are needing to go to this Huntington's disease event, you need to prove that you have Huntington's disease to get approved to go, um, which is really not correct at all and very um, uneducated and uninformed. So we wrote a letter to share about, because this individual was at risk. Um, and so we wrote a letter to share about like what Huntington's disease is um, and the, the impact and the reason for this conference and what being at risk means and you know all of these different components of it. So it wasn't even, it's the processing part, yes, but then just the ignorance around the disease itself when you think about the different global national governments that we were having to work with. That is um, crazy. Yeah. So it's, you know, just kind of going through those different things, um, which again, you know, we live in a post-pandemic world now. Um, things have happened internationally with different conflicts. And so it's just a constant kind of moving target of how can we educate, get people there, work through the different systems. Um, so hopefully as we continue to do these events, it'll get more seam seamless. Um, and we know what we need to help support young people to, to make those um, processes uh, as painless as possible. But it, it, yeah, it was, that comment was uh, not needed, but <laughs> took that as an opportunity to extend the education and awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so glad to hear that the event went so well. Um, you know, I loved hearing afterwards how <clears throat> people totally enjoyed it. They got so much out of it. Um, and 
you know, it was a, a completely different experience for them, which is important, right? We're not having the same type of conferences everywhere. Um, so it's very important to be able to go to those conferences and get those different experiences. And I look forward to seeing what the next one looks like and when and where, and hopefully I can go this time. <laughs> Uh, it was such a bummer that your passport came the day after you were going to fly. It's like, come on. It's, uh, yeah. I wish you could have been there, but um, next time for sure. Well, it, it worked out like it was supposed to because my dog passed away. Um, yeah. So, but yes, it was, I was totally bummed, um, but I'm looking forward to being able to attend the next one. So, well, thank yeah. you, and like, Jenna. You know, I was going to say, like I said before, the sessions are going to be posted. So we know not everybody could come for many different reasons, but um, stay tuned to, to one, when the sessions are up and then two, when we continue to make announcements and follow on social media and, you know, all of that good stuff, because we'll continue to make announcements about what's coming up next. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to actually seeing what the sessions are, especially, um, you know, the research side of things and just looking, really delving into that, because I think it's an important part that um, people don't usually look at. And um, because I have an interest in research myself, like I know what a lot of it is, but I do know too, that a lot of it can be complicated. So I look forward to um, to seeing those posted personally. Um, and so thank you. Well, I, we I want to thank you for that. Yeah, we worked like really like hand in hand with those presenters to make sure things were understandable because not only is it really complicated, but then you have people coming in with different languages. So you really need to make sure that the graphs are good, the explanations are clear, there's resources for finding out more, you know, all of those good things. So hopefully we achieved that and um, and can showcase that too. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for coming on and talking about Congress, HDO Congress, and I'm so glad it was such a successful event. And hopefully... Yeah. I can see you soon. Are you planning on being um, at the HDSA convention in June? Yep, planning on it. So it'll be good to catch up with everybody in, in yeah. the U.S. there. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, hopefully I'll see you then. Um, for those listening, please make sure that you are tuning in every Thursday for a new show. We just did our um, second episode of HD Uncut with Katrina Hamill. <clears throat> if you have not listened to that show, I highly recommend it. Um, Katrina got very raw and uncensored and uh shared what it's been for what her journey has been with with hd with her mom and her brother and um testing for herself and everything so highly recommend that i'm always looking for people to join us on hd uncut so um you can always contact me via email at lauren at help for hd.org and that's h-e-l-p the number four hd.org um, and until next time guys take care and love you Thank you all so much. Thanks, Help for HD. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.